0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey Dolphins fans, this is Michael Fink with the fin Fans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another podcast. Uh, I'm alone today, so we're going to talk Miami, Tennessee. Um, I'm going to start off... uh, just telling you a little bit about what's at stake for Tennessee. The Titans have a chance to win their first back-to-back division title since the Oilers took the first three AFL Eastern division titles from 1960 to 1962. The last time the team went to the postseason in three consecutive years was during a franchise record seven consecutive playoff appearances from 87 to 93. Miami leads the series 21-17. The last time we played, the game lasted seven hours and eight minutes due to two lengthy lightning delays. I think most people remember that. And of course, our quarterback on that day was Tennessee's quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, This year, Tennessee is 6-2 at home, uh, and Miami is 3-4 on the road eight of the last 10 regular season meetings have been played at Hard Rock Stadium. That's kind of unusual, uh, but beginning with the 2004 season opener. The last time the Titans won at Miami was October 9th, 2016, when uh, Marcus Mariota passed for three touchdowns and added a rushing score in a 30 to 17 Titans win. Uh, The last meeting at Nissan Stadium occurred on October 18th, 2015 where the Dolphins pulled away for a 38-10 win. The Dolphins forced four turnovers and produced six sacks on defense in the contest. While on the other side of the ball, they generated 434 total yards, including 180 rushing yards. So that's, that's a little bit about the club's history, you know, uh, with each other. You know, they're, they're usually hard-fought games, and uh, uh, I think it'll be that this Sunday. I looked up some next-gen stats uh, for our receivers, and I, I just found this interesting. I hope you guys do. Jalen Waddell, his average separation is 3.3 yards. His average targeted air yards is 6.8 yards, and his share of uh, the team's total air yards is 22.34%. He's also accumulated 941 receiving yards. Mike Gasecki's average separation is uh, 2.8 yards, His average targeted air yards is 8.5 yards, and his share of the team's air yards is uh, 22.63%. He has 707 yards. Lastly, Devontae Parker has an average separation of 1.7 yards. His average targeted air yards is 12.1, and his share of the team's air yards is 17.66%. And Devontae's got uh, 457 yards total. Tua has a 94 QBR, which places him 17th, sandwiched between Derek Carr and uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, Derek's at 94.8, and Ryan is at 91.5. He's got 15 TDs and 9 interceptions, 70.1 completion percentage, which ranks him number one in the league. His yards per attempt is 7.13. In comparison, Tannehill's air yards is uh, 6.9. And uh, his completion percentage is 66.7. He's got 15 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Julio Jones, the wide receiver, uh, can record his 63rd 100 yard receiving game in the regular season and postseason. It would be the 60th such performance in the regular season, ahead of Marvin Harrison's 59 for third place in NFL history, behind only Jerry Rice, who has 76, and Randy Moss, who has 64. Uh, With 13,272 career receiving yards, he needs 111 yards to pass Torrey Holt for 16th place on the NFL's all-time career receiving yards list. That's pretty impressive. He's been been around a while. I'm sure, you know, he's probably not going to be around a whole lot longer, but I kind of hope he makes that. He's always been a classy, uh, classy player. This was interesting. Now, you you all know A.J. Brown. He is their best receiver. He's ranked 10th of 130 in pro football focus. Uh, Last week, A.J. had eight receptions on third down, uh, which happened to be the most by any player on third down since they kept that statistic uh, starting in 1991. Julio Jones is ranked 42 of 130 receivers. Now, with COVID and with some of the injuries, it's hard to know who exactly is going to start. I'm going to give it my best guess and uh, uh, we'll go from there. At um, left tackle, Taylor Lewan uh, ranks 32nd of 84 tackles. Uh, Roger Saffold at left guard, 24 of 80 guards. At center, Ben Jones ranks 7th of 37 centers. At right guard, Nate Davis, 24 of 80. Now, he is on COVID protocol, but I'm assuming that he'll probably be back in time for the game, assuming he's not having symptoms. Right tackle, David Quisenberry is 18 of 84. Tight end, Geoff Swain is 63rd of 74. Tight end, Michael Pruitt is 10 of 74. Quarterback, Ryan Tannehill is 7 of 37. At running back, uh, none of these guys had enough carries to really make much of a PFF impact, you know, because... Obviously, Henry was the bulk of the carries there, and uh, he's not going to play this week. So, uh, Dontrell Hilliard, Jilary McNichols, and uh, Deonta Foreman are, are the three backs who will kind of rotate, uh, which is what they did last week, and uh, much like we do with our backs. Now, the Titans' defense are six and zero in games with two plus takeaways this season. They're uh, four and four with fewer than two takeaways. So. That pretty much tells you the magic formula to give yourself a chance to beat the Titans. You can't turn the ball over. On defense, uh, defensive tackle, uh, Tier Tartt, is 68th of 129. Danico Autry is coming off COVID protocol, and he's 52 of 111. Nose tackle, Naquan James, is 123rd of 129. Defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons is 25th of 129. Outside linebacker Harold Landry III is 66th uh, of 111. He's questionable because of a hamstring, but it's early in the week. Yeah, today's Wednesday. So that can rest up by uh, Sunday, I would imagine. The other outside linebacker is Bud Dupree. He's 99 of 111, and he's on the COVID list. So they're a little thin at that position. Inside linebacker David Long is 21st of 81 inside linebackers. Also, inside linebacker Zach Cunningham is 37th of 81. At cornerback, uh, you got uh, Kristen Fulton, who's 45 of 116. Uh, You got Janoris Jenkins, uh, who's questionable. You also have uh, Buster Screen. Now, he may or may not play because of COVID. Uh, they also have Elijah Molden, who is uh, 39 of 116. And uh, the strength of the back end of their defense, of course, is their safeties. They have two phenomenal safeties. Uh, Kevin Byrd, at leading the safeties, and he's number one of 91 safeties. And Amani Hooker is third of 91. So, you know, you can see why they're getting takeaways. You know, these two guys are are very good at what they do, and then we're going to have to be careful. And if you're Tua, you definitely want to look out for them. We'll see how Tennessee chooses to play us, but I know what I would do with the safeties. I'd pull them in tight and uh, dare Tua to keep throwing those short passes. But, you know, (laughs) the drawback to that kind of approach is you can get beat deep real quick. So, you know, we'll see how they play it. There are some matchups I like in the game. Uh, I think our receivers have a good shot against their cornerbacks if if we don't get uh, uh, too careless, you know, with the, with the safeties. Who's going to run the ball for us? That's that's really the question that I have. You know, I I think I'd stick with what they've been doing. The other question is who's going to be the third receiver? You know, we got Waddle, we got Parker. Who's the third guy? Will it be Ford? Will it be? Uh, somebody else, you know. I, I I would think it's probably Ford. I don't think Preston Williams is uh coming off the uh bench anytime soon. But we'll see how that goes. I think our uh offensive line is going to have a little bit of trouble with the, uh their defensive front, but they're not they're not world beaters, you know. The, their defensive front's not world beaters. Their strength is in the secondary and uh that's really what you got to watch out for. Now their offensive line is very good, but I think our defensive line is pretty good too. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Ogba, you know, going against Loanne and uh Saffold, <laughs> you know, those those two guys can play. Uh their center's doing very well, and uh you know, these these guys are, are good players. Quisenberry at uh right tackle is not a bad lineman, you know. So our guys going to have to bring their uh, lunch mail and uh, put in some tough work, but uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared of their offensive line. I think, I think we can, uh, we can have some success against them. Uh, you know, if you speed up Tannehill's clock, you're going to have success, and and that's got to be your goal, whether you're blitzing or not blitzing. We'll see who they decide to line up at receivers, you know, with the, with the COVID and injuries and this and that. It's really tough to say who who will be their three receivers on Sunday at this point in the week. Uh, same thing at running back. Uh, I do think they favor Hilliard, but I can't say for certain. You know, we got two pretty good safeties, too, e- even if Jones is out, because I think Roe can step in there, and I don't think we'll uh, miss too, too much. So, you know, I, I'm uh, maybe we do miss his blitzing because he is a phenomenal blitzer. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they can make up for that in other ways. We don't have a shortage of people who can blitz. So I'm not overly concerned about that. This is a fun, fun game. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this game because there's so many uh, interesting matchups. Uh, you know, their receivers against our corners is going to be phenomenal to watch. Uh, you know, they've really got to be careful with uh, A.J. Brown because he can take over a game, and we don't want that to happen. So they're going to have to figure out a way to slow him down. You're not going to shut him out. That's not going to happen, but you've, you've got to slow him down. You've got to make him work for what he gets. And I think we've got the secondary to do that. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. And you can't sleep on Julio Jones. You know, you you've got to make sure you're paying attention to him as well. You know, in the passing game, Tannehill has some targets. Um, We'll see how it goes, but uh, I'm really looking forward to the game. I know I've said that already, but I really am. Uh, uh, I want to see how Tannehill does against our defense, especially if we get aggressive. Um, I'm really interested to see if he can hold up to that blitzing because I have my doubts, but, you know, I want to see it, you know. I don't want to think about it. I want to see it. Uh, hopefully our linebackers, especially the inside linebackers, bring their A game because you know Tennessee is going to try and run the ball. So we've got to have them fill in the gaps and uh, taking on these uh, backs. and That's, that's going to be a big key to the game as far as I'm concerned. Lots to look forward to, lots, lots to digest, and uh, I hope you guys are looking forward to the game as much as I am. You know, every, every, every win you get now ramps up the importance of the next game. And uh, winning in New Orleans was important, but now beating the Titans is more important because you're getting closer to your goal. You don't want to slip up. So hopefully they can come out of Nashville, you know, with a win, and uh, they can play well and stay healthy, and uh, then we'll be able to look forward to a home game that will have pretty good significance on the uh, last Sunday of the regular season. All right, before we proceed here, I want to uh, – Talk to you a little bit about DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the matchup itself and how PFF sees it. Um, The spread is up to 3.5 points, Uh, Miami getting 3.5 points. Our chance of covering the spread are 44.1. QB comparison is interesting. Passer rating within a clean pocket, uh, Tua has a 106.8. Tannehill has a 94.8. Passer rating under pressure, uh, Tua has a 61.4. Tannehill has a 60. Big-time throw percentage, Uh, Tua has a 2.34% and Tannehill 2.95%. Turnover-worthy play percentage, Tua has 4.42% and Tannehill has 3.30%. In their power rating for quarterbacks, uh, Tannehill is 14th and Tua is 19th. The team uh, power rank overall, Tennessee is 10th. The Dolphins are 14th. Defensive power ranking is 14th Miami, 16th Tennessee. Power rank offense, Tennessee is 4th. Miami is 21st. Strength of schedule played, uh, Tennessee is 18th. Miami is 31st. Average offensive snaps, pretty close. uh, 72 for Tennessee and 69.8 for Miami. Run play percentage titans run 44.9 percent of the time we run 35.2 percent of the time percent of pass plays 55 percent for tennessee 64 percent for miami over under is 40 points and uh most people are playing the under so that's what that's what pff has to say about the game itself now let's talk a little bit about what miami needs to do to win um I think clearly you have to stop Tennessee's running game and uh, put the game in Tannehill's hands. If you do that, you'll be able to blitz more than if you don't do that. If they're running successfully, uh, they're going to have to play a pretty traditional defense to uh, pull people in and and you know back off the line of scrimmage. So they're you know you don't want to put a you don't want to be in a situation where the back breaks one tackle and you scores. So you, you've got to be careful with how you place your defense. Once you get them out of a running game, then you've got a good opportunity of being able to be aggressive on defense and uh, kind of dictate the tempo. And that's really what—that's really the position you want to be in. So it's very, very important that Miami have success stopping their running game. You want to put them in passing situations. You want to get them behind the chains. And uh, uh, then uh, Flores and Boyer can uh, be a little more aggressive. So that would be my first key. My first key would be being able to stop the run because it's going to open up our playbook on defense. Second key, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, you've got to be able to come away with a couple of turnovers. You want to obviously limit turnovers on offense. I mean, that's the equalizer. Uh, You know, They're a better team than we are, and if we are going to compete with them, we've got to get them to make mistakes. So that's you know self-explanatory. Plus, I, I gave you a graphic earlier that told you when they, when they give more than, uh, uh, when they're more than minus two in the turnover takeaway department, they tend to lose. Let's get some extra possessions and uh, hopefully get some points. Um, Sanders is gonna be on target. Uh, that's another key to the game. We can't be giving away points. We're gonna need every point we can get, and if he's got an opportunity for a field goal, he's got to nail it. So that, to me, is pretty critical as well. Uh, field position, punting's got to be on point, and uh, Palardy's actually doing a pretty good job as of late. Uh, you know, he's he's been pretty consistent kicking inside the twenty and. Uh, kicking the ball decently when when he's not inside the twenty. So, you know, the beginning of the season it looked like he was not a great punter, but he's he's gotten better as the year went on. Punt returns. We've had a real problem returning punts. Uh so somebody's gotta take a hold of that job. I don't know if they'll give it back to Waddle or Holland or who is gonna do it. Uh I know they've been trying out some people that they've neglected to sign. So they've got a plan. I don't know what it is, but uh Whatever it is, it's got to work. They've got to get better field position on these punt returns, and uh, obviously, same applies to kickoff returns. My next key to the game, the inside linebackers, uh, Roberts and and Baker. Uh, And congratulations to Baker. He just got player of the month, so that's a nice honor. And that's well-deserved. He's actually been playing very, very well. Uh, But that needs to continue Sunday. Uh, He's got to be stiffer against the run than he has been. Uh, he's getting the accolades for his pass coverage and for, uh, his rushing the passer, but we got to get him to, uh, stick his head up in there and stop the run a little better than he has. And, and hopefully he will. Same with Roberts, you know, Robert misses some tackles. So Roberts has got to make those tackles. And, uh, if he does, you know, he's a pretty solid hitter. He, he could create a turnover if he's, uh, on his game. So that's something we need. and. uh Lastly, I think the Safeties have to have a phenomenal game. Uh you know, Tennessee's got some wide receivers and uh, the cornerbacks may actually need some safety help from time to time and uh uh they've got to be in a position to be able to do that because you know, they can score quick and uh that's not the kind of game we want to be in. We want to be able to dictate the tempo. So it'll be interesting to see what Boyer and Flores have in mind for defending this team. Me, I say, you know, you you, you focus on stopping the run on early downs and uh, hopefully put them into a situation where you can zero blitz them. And you can do some things creatively to uh, generate pressure, uh, which they've been very good at doing. So... You want to play to your strengths, and the only way to do that is is to stop the run. I know I've, I've harped on that a little bit, but I think it's so important in this game. Uh, if Tennessee is able to run the ball, we're in trouble. That's how I see it. Uh, and, and obviously, is going to have to play the game of the season, as far as I'm concerned. He's going to have to come out and take command of the offense. He's going to have to, um, if it's not there, throw it away. He can't take sacks. He can't do things to put our offense behind the chains. So play smart, uh, be aggressive. Uh, don't be overly aggressive and, uh, use your players, you know, use your players. Don't, don't try and take it all, take it all on yourself. Just methodically move the ball down the field. Like we've been doing from time to time. And, uh, Uh, We've got to be a little more consistent with it, because I'll tell you right now, one offensive touchdown is not going to do it this week. We're going to have to get in the end zone a couple of times, if not three. That's kind of how I see the game going. Uh, You know, I think it's going to be a tough, tough physical game. I think that's the way Tennessee wants to play. I think at times that's how we want to play, so... You know, I expect a physical game, as far as low scoring, high scoring, well, that depends on how many mistakes are made. It's always tough to predict that. But if I had to bet it, I probably would bet the under, uh, because I think this is going to be a 17-14 game, a 20-17 game. I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. And that's, that's about it, you know. I mean, just kickoff and punt returns are critical. Running is critical stopping the run is critical i mean these are all basic things you need to do to win any football game but uh more importantly with tennessee because they are a very good offense and you want to make them struggle and they're not going to struggle if it's third and two they're just not they're they're too good a running team to do that even without henry that's where our focus needs to be and and we've had success stopping their run so hopefully they can do it and uh if they can if they can force tennessee into uh Long passing situations We all know Tannehill He's not That's not where he thrives So uh, I think that we can We can handle them But it's going to take A perfect game Or close to perfect game And uh, I kind of like our chances You know I I really do I like our chances I think if we can play smart And our guys Are up for it uh, We can We have the talent To beat Tennessee Uh, You know if if you had put a gun to my head and said which team is going to win, I'd probably tell you Tennessee because they're the better team. But I think Miami can do some things in this game to kind of turn the tables in their favor. Uh, but they've got to play well to do so. So we'll see. That's pretty much how it how it shakes out. You know. Um, the other thing. Flores has to be aggressive as well. Um he's going to have to be aggressive in his calls and his uh mindset. I mean, it's okay to be conservative from a a, uh, a run standpoint, but when push comes to shove and and they they need plays, he's got to be aggressive and uh uh not h- pull the reins back on to him. So we'll see how that works out. But um that's how i see it uh you know i think it's going to be a tough tough physical game i think it's going to be a low scoring game like i said and i do think miami is going to find a way to win uh so that that's about what i got on it guys i'd love to hear what you guys think you know leave leave a comment under the podcast and uh, uh let me know what you think all right that's that's gonna be it uh lou is under the weather and uh, i'm sure he'll be back uh Uh, next Monday to talk about the results. And uh, until then, Fin's up, everybody. I hope you enjoy the game. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans Podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time. Be well and take care, Sports Social Podcast Network.